Praise God. Praise Everybody God. say, Church, it's great to be here tonight. Praise God. Your Bible's turned to Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1. It's good to see you all in the house of the Lord tonight. Let me say in advance, appreciate all that everybody's done in responding to uh, carrying the different items to those at uh, Fort Myers in Florida. And uh, appreciate that so much. We are planning to load it up tomorrow evening. If you haven't brought anything we'd love to, you got until tomorrow evening. At about 6 o'clock, we're going to join up here. Those of you who would like to come help, feel free to do so. And uh, Brother Braden and Sister Fanna's going to carry it for us. Man, Brother Byron's volunteered his truck and, man, and diesel. <laughs> Praise God, he's blessed with one with an extra 100-gallon tank in the back of it. So Brother Braden may not even have to worry about stopping at all. Praise God. One thing I'd make sure I'd have enough when I got down there, I had enough to get out. And when I said get out, I'd mean Florida. <laughs> Not Fort Myers. <laughs> I'll get a little further than that. <laughs> Praise God. But we do thank you. I know I got you standing, so let me read. Proverbs 1 and 7. Proverbs 1 and 7. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. Fools despise wisdom. And just as bad, if not maybe worse sometimes, instructions to be instructed. <laughs> Nobody likes to be wrong. 99.9 .9 of us don't like to be corrected. But none of us would be who we are without an instructor or without many instructors. Many helpful people that's helped us along this journey. And that covers a lot of territory, a lot of areas from... From one walk or a different amen, it just depends on what direction you're going in life and what you desire to be. And, uh, but our desire tonight is to be a Christian. Our desire tonight is to be a Holy Ghost vessel. Uh, elected of God, chosen of God, but used of God. We didn't get the Holy Ghost just to be saved. We got, a point, got involved in this kingdom, amen, to be a representation of this kingdom. As the writer said, a spiritual epistle. And to be able to accomplish or achieve that, it's going to take wisdom. It's going to take the wisdom that's from above, too. Not just the wisdom of the earth, but the wisdom that's from heaven. And that's more so as we watch things unfold, take place with all the different voices and opinions and ideas and resources. Uh, you know, with technology and everything, it, it has opened many avenues. Some good and some not so good. And... Uh, so we're going to need wisdom. We're going to be, have to be as wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. We're going to have to know, Brother Ford doesn't mention, we've got to know who we are and who we're representing and what sides we're on. Every morning we get up and start out in the field. The scripture talks about that we can go out in the field and make our way back. That's God's intentions, not God's intention. If you go out there and be snared and trapped or lured and be defeated, it's God's intention for you to make it back and bring somebody to the fold if it's any way possible. Let me pray. Lord, we love you. Appreciate you tonight. So thankful again for the opportunity on this Wednesday night to come back into your presence, come back under the umbrella of your covering of your blood and your word and your promises that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. 
The promise is that you'll never put more on us than what we can bear. What a mighty God you are. The God that created the devil himself, O Lucifer. The God that controls all things, that can build hedges or carry, carry them down. The God that can build kingdoms or tear them down. The God that can raise up nations or tear them down. What an awesome, mighty God that we get to serve. Amen. Here tonight, as we get to call on your name and anointing and power to move upon our hearts, our minds, our spirits, to move upon our circumstances, situation, even here on this Wednesday night, God, it's your good will and good pleasure to work on our behalf, to mold us and shape us into who and what you desire us to be as we give you the glory and the praise and honor for all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. It's good to be here tonight. It really is. And, um, you know, as we just sing that song, I just couldn't help but think. And how true it is, we won't change to be broken. Uh, those chains that I'm talking about, those chains that connect us outside the will of God. Those chains that connect us to lustful and ungodly and unhealthy. And, and those chains can go from uh, addictions, amen, to false doctrines, men's of traditions. And I mean, I mean, the list can really get big if you get right down to it. And, uh, but there, are, there, I believe there are some chains, amen, if you don't mind me just putting that way. But Lord, help me. I never want to sever the chain of the cross. I never want to sever the chain of the call of God or the election of God upon my life. And in the kingdom of God and in the local assembly and where he wants me to be in this particular body, amen, whatever that position, whatever that calling or election might be, I want to make sure that I have enough passion, enough love about it, amen, for the head's sake and for the body's sake. Amen. If you read and study about the gifts, they're to edify the body. They're to build up the body. They're never to be used out of envy or strife or bitterness or being hurt. Never should anybody ever use the anointing of God if they've ever been anointed and they never take and turn it around because they didn't get it their way and they didn't, it didn't fall out like they want it to. No, no, we are vessels of God. If it's ever been a time we need wisdom and we need knowledge and we need to have the word of God anchored into our hearts and our minds, our spirit. This is the only way you're going to control your emotions. This is the only way you're going to control the very thoughts in your mind. And to know what voice to listen to and what voice. Now, the Bible said that his sheep would know the shepherd's voice. I'm telling you, it's the will of God for us to know the will of God in our lives. It's the will of God for us to know the call of God in our lives. If God wants me to be an ear, then it ought to be God's will. Amen. To let me know that I am a, and equip me. It's God's business to equip me, not myself. Yes, I got to make preparation. I got hunger and thirst for it. And I got to reach for it. But it all changes on God when it's all said and done. God never called an individual and let that call destroy them. In fact, the scriptures told us that calling is without repentance. <laughs> I mean, if he called you to be an ear, that's what you're going to be. You can, you can want to be a nose and you can go to the doctor. <laughs> Get all kind of cuts and all this other stuff. And they paid millions to do it. Because <laughs> they want to look like so-and-so. God's good on this Wednesday night. Okay. So, I'm just, you know, two elements here tonight I'm dealing with. Fear and wisdom. Fear and wisdom. I believe I could get 100% tonight, pretty much. Uh, how many of you feel that people fear God as they once did 50 years ago, say? 
But the ultimate question is, do we fear him? And how do we fear him? What is that fear? How does it work in our lives? Is it a fear of regret? Uh, is it a fear of judgment? Is it a fear that uh, uh, I, I can stand before God tonight? Right here, into this service. I'm, I'm ready to face God. I'm ready to stand before him. I'm, I'm running a race. I'm fighting a fight. I'm doing my best. And no, I ain't done everything perfect. And <laughs> it's just a worth and vessel. But, uh, but you know what? God knows me. He sees me. And uh, uh, I'm giving my best. Amen. And uh, I'm not comparing myself to nobody else. I just know I'm doing what I can. To. And so I don't, have, I don't have a reason to fear him. I'm going to use Sister Debbie again tonight. I told Brother Randy this the other day. I believe one of the most powerful statements she said, and, and I believe it's been the anchor, I believe it's been the foundation, and I believe it's the reason the devil ain't been able to shake her. Because she made the statement, she said, I knew I haven't done anything to cause this cancer, this battle. That put away off takes the, the wind out of the sails for the enemy. I mean, it really does. It also takes away a man, the, the hurt, the bitter, the, the, the aggravation, the frustration, all that other, you know, you know that, uh, that may come. With some, because I've noticed this, and and man, I, I well, I'm just going to say it, but I've noticed this. One of the best ways to um, say if you are guilty, say if you've, you've committed a crime, and uh, you're guilty, you know how that individual, if they're really sorrowful and they're willing to pay the price for that, they're willing to accept whatever the judge gives them without whining, bickering, pointing fingers, and I'm going to go pay my job. I'm going to go pay my penalty. I'm going to go pay the price. And then I'm going to come out of there. And I'm going to put it under my feet. I'm going to make up in my mind. I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm not going to get caught up in that again. Man, I'm going to do what's due. Sometimes I tell the Lord, God, I need a chastening. I want it. I want to make sure I'm getting it. I want to make sure, man, but it's, it's producing. I don't want to rebel against it. I also want to realize when it's God... I ain't never been a big fan. And I know mamas and daddies sometimes just kidding. I understand that. But I've never been a fan that when somebody walks in such as the pastor and that kid's acting up and you tell that kid, I'm going to get the pastor whip you up behind. <laughs> Praise God. Well, let's just be honest. But, but here's the deal. I don't, I don't care for that. I mean, I mean, that's like just open the door up and say, anybody wants to come in and whip your kids, you're not going to do that. In fact, most of us don't like to whip them. We sure don't want anybody else to whip them. Now, I'm not totally against that. What I meant by that statement is, hey, sometimes your kid needs to be whipped. In fact, teacher, if you let that kid whip that little, little whatever to school, one good proper time, sometimes you wouldn't have to go back. You wouldn't get no phone calls. You wouldn't get no letters. <laughs> now, there's some, if they're going to be rebellious, well, you can whip them a dozen. And Proverbs talks about that. The rod, the straws, never, never that rebellious one that sat out. But you know what? You still got to put the rod. <laughs> you still, he's got to bear the stripes. <laughs> Amen. At least we've done our part. And um, so, I, I know I've jumped some stuff here, but we're going to try our best. Some, 
So I want to talk about fear to start with a little bit tonight. And um, the fear is really the beginning of wisdom. To have a good, healthy, wholesome fear of God. What, what God thinks about me. How, how, God, how is my condition? How often do we pray, God, take that searchlight into my heart in every chamber. Help me, God, to open up every door and let you go into every room of my heart and who and what I am and search me out and search and make sure there's no wicked way in me and there's no evil way in me and no jealous way in me and no bitter way in me because those roots of bitterness and envy and strive and jealousy as cruel as a grave, amen, if they're not dealt with, amen, in a proper time, they won't stay there, neither will they stay in them rooms if they're going to make their way into another one. They'll begin to work together so it does us good, amen, to have because if we approach him in this way, thank God the scriptures taught us judgment starts at the house of God. I'm glad it starts at the house of God. I don't want to wait until judgment day. I don't want to wait, amen, one day too late. I'd rather have judgment now and correction now and do what I, the adjustments that I can make now, amen, to, to make this journey, to finish this journey, to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Come on, if the apostle Paul held it to get in the face of the apostle Peter, amen, I'll tell you what, none of us exempt from it either. There's going to be times that we're going to need God and individuals to help us along this. That's a good, healthy, wholesome fear to be concerned about how is God, as even if this service is going on, where's my mind at? Where's my heart at? Where's my passion at? And I'm just, you know, I'm sitting here, amen, on Wednesday night. And April, I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you coming. You know, I understand Wednesday nights are tough, but but still it is the house of God. And, and we know where all of our strength comes and all of our help comes. And the most important thing in life is God and, and having God's favor and having God's uh, power and anointing upon our lives and directing us. His eyes is upon us at all times. Uh, amen. We're in his hand and no man can pluck us out. There's way too many benefits and way too many promises uh, of living for God so, so we don't have nothing to regret. Amen. I mentioned that in prayer. You know, he won't put no, no more than what we can bear. God won't put it on us. Uh, now we may put it on us and we may take on burdens uh, and we may take on weights because Paul talks about that. Cast aside every weight that what Hinders, amen, or entangles, amen, to what? To your race or your running or your battling with the Lord, amen. You can't be tangled down with the affairs of the world. You can't be tangled down with ideals and opinions and then looking around at everybody else and all. No, God, I've come, amen, because I love you and I don't have a wholesome, godly fear of you that you're watching me right now. And you know what? I got the promise you'd never leave me nor forsake me. So it don't matter what mountain I'm climbing, it don't matter what valley I'm in, it don't matter what cave I'm in, you're right there with me. I didn't walk away from you. I'm doing my best to run to you. I want to run to the light, not away from it. I don't want to run away from commandments and principles and, and judgment. No, I want to run to it. If anything, we want to hear more about the Word of God and uh, what pleases God and what He expects of us. Amen. We, we've allowed the religious world cause, amen, church become, you know, just any old way I do. Hey, we, we got it. I'm telling you, we're there. We can all say what we want to. They want less church and more time for themselves. And if we're not careful to slip in on us, we want, you want, we want less prayer time. You know, some of the old, old churches used to gather together an hour before service. We gather 30, and I thank you. Hey, let me say that. I appreciate it. I thought about this week. Maybe the Holy Ghost smoked me about it. You know, we all the time preaching about those that don't show up. But thank God for those that do. 
He's faithful and committed and come, and you're there. You're there every time. And, hey, and I'm not picking on you on Wednesday nights. I'm talking about Sunday. Sunday's the main because everybody should be here. If you're not working, you, you know, you can make it. Now, there's occasions. We understand that. I, I have to justify everything. Lord have mercy. No, the goal is I want to make it. I want to be there. I want to help pray down the glory. I want to get connected. I want to get plugged in. Hallelujah. Man, this is where the power of God's going to, you know, this is where it's going to be. I want to be involved in it. Amen. I want to bring what wood I've got. I want to bring what talents and skills and ability that I got. Amen. But you know what? I want to make sure I go through that prayer room that they can be you know, anointed. Amen. It's kind of like the globe. Amen. If you don't take that wick and trim it up and take that globe off and, and clean it up and get the smut out of it. And I don't care who you are and where you come from. All of us has got to deal with this. Amen. We go out in the highways and the byways and deal with the world and things of that nature. You're going to get smutted up. I mean, that's just the way it is. Some of us don't even have to leave the house and we get smutted up. Amen. Having to deal with this, I'm going to deal with that one. Amen. Especially with a computer age and technology age and phone hallelujah they can drive you nuts hey man these folks I must be an important person man I mean the United States will call me every once in a while say woo man my goodness man Washington D.C. is calling me hey man I'm somebody and when I answer and I hear that burnt I just I burnt too. I hit that, you know, that's, that's the ends of conversation. That was computer. I must not have been so important. Amen. But, but these things can distract us. Amen. It pull us and, and, and cause us to get dist- become distracted. So anyway, let me, let me go back to some of this because I won't be, I won't go past the time. I promise you I won't do that. Y'all so good about coming. I'm not going to do that. So as I studied out fear to start with because it's important to have a good healthy fear. Now, I'm with you. I don't believe even America doesn't fear God as she once did. And because of that, that caused a lackness of, of the move of people to even reverence the house of God. Uh, I've mentioned this before. I mean, I can remember a time when all the churches didn't lock their doors. They didn't worry about thieves going in and messing up anything, stealing anything. Everybody reverenced and feared the house of God because of what? The judgment of God that might fall upon them. But we're living in a world today that generally don't believe in the judgments of God. But they're still there. And you know what? One of the biggest mistakes I believe a lot of people. They don't have a clue who's chastising them. A lot of times they give the credit to the devil. And God didn't give him permission. And God didn't leave him to do it. God was doing it. And, 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 and a good portion of the time when the devil's doing it is because God called him to do it. And allowed him to do it. And needed him to do it. I show you time and time in the, with Israel in the Old Testament. That's what happened. That's what took place. So what I'm trying to tell you, wisdom. As with the fear of God beginning the wisdom. The ability to live a victorious and overcoming life. In all the areas of our lives. God wants us to be victorious. And overcomers. To, to manage our lives in a manner and a way. Why? As we've been preaching the last few Wednesday nights. We are the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. If there's any, 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 what anybody can do, amen, is look at us. And it doesn't really matter what our bank accounts are. It doesn't matter what we're wearing. It doesn't matter what kind of automobiles we're driving. It doesn't matter what kind of jobs we're holding. I'm telling you, there's something about a child of God. Amen. That when they walk into the room and they step into the circumstance or the situation, it's not because they got a lot of money or the lack thereof. It's not because they drove 
the most expensive. I drove up in an old rusty buck. I'm telling you, amen, it's the glory of God and the illuminating powers of God and the favor of God because we fear God. And here's something I want us to understand. We got to get to the place to fear God to the place I'd rather obey him than man. So we got to deal with fear. Uh, now, Abraham believed in fear, the, the father of faith. He, he, he believed. He believed in the fear of God and, and the power of it. In fact, uh, if you go back to Genesis, and actually you're going to see it twice. It took a 20-year period. But you're going to see, amen, some things happen with, with Abraham. It's very, very common. And I'm just going to take a few minutes, and we're going to talk about that for just a minute. It was a time that Abraham, as he journeyed, and made his way back down to South Country. Amen. And he, as he made his way back down to Gerah, there Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, that she is my sister to Abimelech the king. Amen. Now, he, it's, it's, it's a true. He didn't lie. Now, this is in the 20th chapter. But this is not the first time this came up. Now, here's, here's the real question because he told Abimelech that. That Abimelech wanted to show him favor and gave him gifts and wanted took his wife Sarah in. And whenever you go to the sixth verse, and God said unto him, talking about Abimelech uh, to Abimelech, and God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffer I thee not to touch her. Now, he's a pagan king. He's not a one God child. God's speaking to him through a dream. <laughs> now, I know we just all agreed together that our country, our nation doesn't fear God as it once did. But at the same time, let's don't get the attitude of the spirit that nobody else fears God. Because there's some out there. Just you and I have got to find them and search them out and go out in the highways and the byways to, to let them know the true God and who He is. And so as this process goes on, you can drop down, amen, to the ninth verse. And Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I offended thee? That thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin. Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to have been done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, watch this. What sawest thou? That thou hast done this thing. Why, Abraham, why did you do this? Why did you set us up? Why did you deceive us? What in the world did you see around us and in this situation and geographical location that made you do that? <laughs> and so Abraham's going to have to confess here. Because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place. <laughs> so you watch this. You can go back now to the 12th verse of Genesis. Because if you notice in that setting, Abraham didn't say nothing to Sarah. Because this deal had been made 20 years prior to now. And so this is a common practice that Abraham and Sarah was doing. Because when you go back, amen, to the 
not this chapter. <laughs> Twelfth chapter, you're going to see where they, the deal is made. This is where you watch in the 10th verse of the 12th chapter. And there was a, a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt and sojourned there. And it came to pass that when he was come near unto the inner to Egypt, that he said unto Sarah, his wife, Behold, now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, This is thy, his wife, and they shall will kill me, but they will not save thee alive, but they'll save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, that thou art my sister, that it may be well with me, and for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. So they made this agreement 20 years prior to this. Amen. So every time they would come into a situation and where he would feel threatened or whatever, amen, they already had this deal worked out that say, that's just my brother. Now, if you go on in this 20th chapter, you'll read and see that they had the same father but different mothers. And so he confesses, amen, to Abimelech, amen. But the real copper and the real reason that Abraham would use this scheme and the, 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 the situation or bring it about is simply because he didn't fear, feel like the fear of God would be be in that place. So the point I'm really trying to make here, amen, the fear of God is a very important element that must be alive and working in our own personal lives, that must be alive and working in our local assemblies, and must be alive and working in our families, because without the fear of God, you're never going to attain the wisdom of God. Without the fear of God, you're not going to fear the judgment of God. Without the fear of God, you'll say whatever you get ready to say. You'll think whatever you want to think. You'll do whatever you want to think, but if there's a good, wholesome, healthy fear of God that takes and that hears every idle word, that takes into consideration every deed and every action, and I got word to back it up, that every word and deed is going to be held in the judgment day. And when we get a good, healthy revelation, have a fear of God that we got to face it. We're going to have to face it. And so we got to have this. You know, some people may call you a wimp or a sissy or other things because you don't act like they about certain things. But you want to make sure that you handle it the way God wants you to handle it. Not the way of the world or the spirit of the world or out of control people that wants vengeance and wants it in their hands. I'm hitting a stump there, but that's all right. I'm going to cut the tree down and pull the stump up. Because it's not the will of God. If you and I are Holy Ghost filled vessels, these temples belong to God. And the outcome of these temples belong to Him. That's the reason we pray by faith in the name of Jesus Christ. When we face sickness and ailments and other things, God, this temple belongs to you. And if you don't want this disease or affliction, amen, to take this temple, then you're big enough to take it out. I don't care what it is and where it comes from. I don't care what the diagnosis has been. I don't care what stage of cancer she is. I don't care how bad the blood or disorder is. I don't care how bad the heart condition is. God, God, you're the one, you're the one that gives life. And when you get ready, amen, you can raise me up. But if not, that's all right too. I belong to you. Amen. And when you get ready to take me, that's your business too. If we'll get that settled, I'm going to tell you what, a lot of fret and worry and all the other mess will be over with. The Bible says, takes the sting out of death. It's not God's will for you to get up every morning and threaten the word about him. I'm going to die today. Or, or others either. Oh, that's out of your control. 
The only control you really got is having faith and believing that God's going to work it all out. God's, God's, God's got this thing. And I'm going I'm I'm to do my best to walk in the will of God and respond the way God wants me to. And, and so that's you know, some of the things I want to just kind of enlighten to us as we, we begin to understand and realize how important all this really is. And uh, when you, you, you look again, uh, I want to go back to that because, uh, again, I wanted to show us two chapters later from that 20th chapter. We're going to see again Abraham has to deal with fear. Or the angels recognize something. Very familiar. You know the story. You know how he had to go to Moriah. You know how he had to give his only begotten son Isaac. But watch what is said there. So in the 22nd chapter, offering up of that only begotten son as he calls him. But if you'll look, amen, to about the 12th verse, watch this. Now, this is after they go up the mountain. And Isaiah asking, you know, we got the wood, we got the fire. Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, the Father, God's going to supply himself. Amen. Sacrifice himself. Provide himself. Always remember that. Himself. He provided himself. Even through Jesus Christ, God provided himself. <laughs> that's, the reason you, that's the reason not two or three in the Godhead. It's only one. One person in the Godhead. Jesus Christ. The fullness. Amen. There's only one God. And God's a spirit. Feels all the space, time, and galaxies, and powers, and authorities, and everything. He don't miss anything. He don't miss not one single thing. You ain't got to get up and say, my goodness, everybody's missed this. No, God hadn't missed it. The only one that's really going to count hadn't missed it. Amen. Your mama may fail you. Your daddy may fail you. Your pastor may fail you. But God's not going to fail you. He hadn't missed it. You don't have to, you don't have to get bottled up with vengeance. You don't have to get bottled up with fear. You don't have to get bottled up with anger. You don't have to get bottled up with none of that. God's got it. God, you got it. I'm trusting you. I'm relying on In fact, God, show mercy and compassion. I want to show the traits of my family father. Amen. I want to show long-suffering and gentleness because, you know what, I'm in it for revival. I often told the men at work sometimes when I'd worked with the shipyard and they had what they called apprentices. I, I don't know if they still got the apprentice program or not, but um, hey, sometimes there'd be some doozies come in there. I mean, them guys come in out of high school. They didn't know what a wedge was. They'd send them all over the shipyard for a sky, for a sky hook and all kind of crazy stuff. Amen. There were no such things as sky hooking. So anyway, some of the two guys would go along with it, and they'd send me all the way to the other. Finally, after a while, the guy finally, I, I, they ain't no sky They can't find no sky. <laughs> and, well, anyway. But, but they, they didn't have a clue. You know, they, they, you know, but you had to work with them. And, I, and that's what I try to tell some of the other bosses. You know, they want to try to hurry up and run them off in 30 days and all this other. I said, somebody's got to spend some time with them. I'll tell you what I didn't do. I didn't put them with some old grouchy somebody that want to help nobody. I didn't put him with them. I didn't put him with that guy, amen, that, that thought he knew everything, but he was about the worst fitter in the crew, and, but you couldn't tell him that because <laughs> he knew everything. But anyway, I, you know what? I believe God will do the same thing. It is important who you hook up with, even in the church. It's important. Amen. What level? Amen. Uh, Brother Justin and I, we're going through a Bible study right now. And we, we started back there in Genesis. And, and man, I thought about what are some of the very first patterns that you and I can follow right out the gates in the book of Genesis. Amen. When you start talking about Enoch, when you start talking about Noah, when you start talking about something, what about Seth? Amen. Amen. After Abel. Abel. That's another one. Abel's a good one to follow. Or you can follow Cain. Who are you going to follow? I'm going to follow Abel. Then I'm going to follow like Seth. You know what I'm going to do? 
do. I've got to call on his name. I, I brought that out to Justin. I said, hey, when Seth come, all of a sudden, I don't know how many was born between Abel and Seth and how many kids there were and how many youngins they were. But all of a sudden, when Seth showed up, he said, you know what? There's a power from above. There's a God in this universe. And I'm going to start calling on his name. And there's something about it when you get in the New Testament. When you call on the name of Jesus, this God can open blinded eyes. This God can open deaf ears. This God can open up hearts and open up relationships. Amen. But you got to call on him. You can't be afraid not to call on him. You got to gotta be, you know, that place. I've got to call on him. I may be a trouble, I'm going to call on him. I may have messed up, but I'm going to call on him. I may, may be, I may, uh, well, I may be drunk at the bar, but you know what? I'm going to call on him. If anybody can get me out of here, it's Jesus. If anybody can get me out of this mess, it's Jesus. I may have fell off the wagon again, but I've still got to call on him. Because there's got to be a good, healthy fear in us. That says, you know what, if I don't call on him, if I don't find him, I don't want the consequences the other direction. (laughs) When's the last time you called on the devil? (laughs) We don't do that, do we? Praise God. You know, it's it's amazing to me. You know, I'm I'm, going to bypass that one. And so we see, whenever you get to the 22nd chapter, and then the 12th verse this is the angel of the Lord, 11th verse, said unto him out of heaven, said unto Abram, Abram, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand unto the lad, neither thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God. Now I know that thou fearest God. What a beautiful way to see that Abraham feared God, that he wouldn't hold back that beloved son. grabbed that knife and he was going to take him. He took his life. Now you're talking about a real fear of God. Because this good healthy fear when God places his call upon you you won't back off from doing it. You may not feel qualified. You may not feel this and you may not feel that. But because of that good, wholesome fear of God, I'm going to make this sacrifice. I'm going, to, I'm going to intercede. I'm going to cry out. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to give myself. I'm going to make that sacrifice. I'm not in this for a showboat. I'm not in this to impress people. I'm not in this just to get the reward what man could give me, a pat on the back and lift me up down here. Read that closely about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That's exactly what Jesus was telling them. Now this God won't owe no man. Even right down to a cup of water. That's the reason some, some what you could call unbelievers are sinful men. They have an understanding of that. Just like Abimelech. That God could give him a dream. And Abimelech didn't have no problem. Abimelech told him, said, hey, out of, the, out of my heart, that's good. I, you know, I didn't. I'd have never touched her. It's amazing how that some, some what we would call heathen people has got some lines drawn. That some of God's own children walk right over them. It's amazing if we're not careful that we'll allow worldly people. They won't make remarks and run people down and say things. 
if you and I are not careful, careful. <laughs> and it was, you know, one time, one time it was just what you said and you got on the phone. <laughs> but now it's a lot easier. You can make statements and respond back. But the scripture hasn't changed. Railing for railing. Can't do it. Best thing to do is just offer a good, kind, gentle word. Why? I fear you, God. I will be careful what I say. I will be careful how I say it. I want to be careful even about my countenance. Because it's very important. <laughs> Have you ever got a weapon for rolling your eyes? Now, used to, they didn't put up with that. Better you rolled your eyes. You was, that was almost as bad as cussing <laughs> in our house. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> See, I'll roll them eyes. <laughs> I'll roll them in that head for a while now. <laughs> you didn't roll them, though, I promise you that. Maybe once, but you didn't know more. Not if they was looking. <laughs> Hallelujah. Countenance, you know, hey, and, and, and a lot of others, they's getting on to you. Hey, some, some, some expressions, you better not. <laughs> you better not. You better not stick that tongue out. You better not. <laughs> ah, you get, you get in trouble. <laughs> in fact, you better not smile too much. <laughs> I'll take that smile. Hey, I remember all them days. I had forgot them, man. I'm, I'm 62 years old, and I, I remember them very well. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my. And so, you know what? God works the same way. So we want to be careful because if, if we got a good wholesome of this type and form of fear, it's not a fear of, of dread. It's not a fear, a man, that, that, that would cause us to, to, to flee him. Now, I, I won't go there. Time won't allow me, but <laughs> that has got to be kidding. But anyway... Um, but, but look at Israel. You know, when God, when Moses spoke to Moses and Moses gathers them together and they get at the bottom of the mountain and he draws a line and he says, and man, the, the power of God with the lightning, the thundering, the trumpet and all that, buddy, they decided, Moses, you, you let, let God talk to you and you talk to us. But folks, I'm going to tell you something. In the New Testament, we got the Holy Ghost. It's a lot easier to hear it from the Holy Ghost. When you're correcting your little darlings, what's the best way? What would you like? You know, when they've done something or you want them to do something, you say, okay, honey, sweetie, whatever you call them. <laughs> Hopefully something like that. <laughs> Go take the garbage out. You know, what, what do you want them? You want them to get up? Go get the garbage? Well, our Heavenly Father kind of likes to work that way, too. I mean, you've got to push him. You've got to push him back in the corner. And you've got to keep rebelling and rejecting. But if you, you keep that up, guess what? God's got a way. God's got a method. He's got a means. And, and uh, time won't allow me here tonight. We may come back next Wednesday night. I've just got started because I don't have three pages. I thought I'd go pretty quick with this, actually, to be honest with you. And uh, because it's, it's, uh, it's a lot in this. 
when you start talking about being wise and being the, the vessel of God. Let me just give you, and you can stand. I, I know because I did talk. Hey, before you stand, no, no, wait a minute. Go, go cut that thing off. Uh, I want to talk to you a minute about what we're going to try to do so everybody have it on the same page here. But anyway, let me read this while he's doing it. Who is wise man and a dude with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying strive in your hearts, glory not, lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, so devilish. For where envying strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable and gentle. Can I eat everybody up? That we're mad about doing we're not. We're not mad about doing God's business, folks. We're not mad about living for God. You know. And, and, and same way with helping people, encouraging people, and directing people, you know. If it's going to start to be an argument, you know, the best thing to do, shut it down. <laughs> That's what we're talking the other day. We're not going to do that. Because the devil.